Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. And I feel like I'm going to throw up everywhere. I record the podcast typically on a Saturday night. So depending on how that game went Saturday, that's typically how my mood's going to be on that podcast. And right now, I feel absolutely sick to my stomach, of course, talking about Saturday's game. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. They lose to the Red Sox 9-8. to When you score eight runs, you should win that game. But seeing a guy like Ryan McKenna, who a lot of us, when he made the team, you go, hmm, that's interesting. And then when he drops a ball like that, it makes it 20 times worse that you're staring at a player that you may feel shouldn't have made the fucking team. It makes you that much angrier to know that he shouldn't have been in that situation at all. Wearing an Orioles jersey. There's two things that typically only make me throw up. Food and alcohol. But a game like Saturday, watching the Orioles blow that game, I almost threw chunks everywhere. It's one of those games I just want to go home, go to bed, and pretend it didn't even happen. Cry myself to sleep, maybe take a shower, cry in the shower so my wife doesn't hear me cry. She comes into the bathroom. Are you crying? No. Get out. (laughs) It's just a terrible, terrible game. And I don't care if it's the first game of the season or the last game of the season. I don't care if it was during the rebuild and in June the Orioles are knocked out of the playoffs. If I see a game like that, it's going to make me sick. I don't care what the circumstance or situation is. That kind of game is a kick in the genitals. That was brutal. Obviously, we'll be talking about that. Going to be talking about opening day. The Orioles, some emails came in uh, sharing their uh, experience at opening day, their predictions. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Right now, as I'm recording, the Orioles are 1-1. My God, I mean, they could be 2-0 or 0-2 the way these games played out. And each game, you felt... It was a comfortable lead, 10 to 4 opening day, 7 to 1 on Saturday. What in the flying fuck is going on? I know, Nate, chill out, dude. It's the second game of the season. And yeah, by May, June, July, it's gonna, you know, this team's going to be night and day. The players on, the, the, uh, the pitching, bullpen, couple guys coming back, whatever. I'm just happy that we get to watch a guy like Adley Rushman play baseball throughout the year. Give that man an extension. What are you waiting for? You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Holy hell. Now, opening day. Just curious, did you call out of work or did you call out sick? Because I know some jobs, some companies, you got to be careful. Not all companies are flexible when you ask off. You know, I had a job. Man, many moons ago, 10, 12 years ago, that it felt like 50% of the time when you would ask for ask off vacation two, three, four months down the road, you may not get it, especially just one day. Hey, I was hoping to have off in a couple weeks. I don't know. It's not going to be uh, too many people here. We're going to need you. So I remember opening day. I asked for that day off. They said no, and then I called out sick. 
That didn't go over too well. Fuck it. I wasn't going to miss opening day, and I wasn't going. I just wanted to be at home and watch the game. But that's what you got to do. Some companies are like, am I going to ask off and, and that 50% chance they could say no, and then I'll be in a little bit of a pickle? Or do you just wait for that day to show up? Call in, you know, do your best. Uh, hey, I don't feel well. <laughs> But yeah, I, I remember they denied me. I was so pissed off. I knew right then and there when they said, nope. I said, okay, well, you're not going to see me in here anyway. Fuck off. I think uh, opening day and the day that Monday after the Super Bowl should be a holiday, hands down. No question. So yeah, a lot to get into today. I want to hear from you, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Uh, somebody tweeted me last week, said, hey, Nate, you uh, used to give us heads up on shows or movies that you've seen, you know, what to stay away from, what to watch. Uh, the only thing I've seen lately, I did see Cocaine Bear. You know, that was okay. I thought it was going to be 10 times crazier because it's got cocaine and bear. Uh-oh. Oh, the power went out. Oh, shit. See how my thing, uh, is everything running right now? <laughs> I'm going to record this and then realize that I've been talking to myself. For 30 minutes. I uh, hope the power comes back on. My, oh, there we go. Yeah, this is going to be a shit show. I hope I get through this episode. Right now in Maryland, the winds are going crazy. Lights flicker. And that's what happens where I live. Like, the power will go out. You'll think your power's out, and then it comes back on in 30 seconds. Holy hell. Hopefully I get through it. But, yeah, Cocaine Bear, whatever. I thought when I saw that, I was going to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to tell everyone about it. You got to go see it. But that was a weird movie. It wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be. But uh, John Wick 4. I just saw the other night that give it two thumbs up. Definitely go see that. That movie is mentally exhausting to watch. <laughs> Best action movie I've ever seen. But I need a nap after watching that. I mean, I, John Wick one through four. It's the same thing. I'm just exhausted. And it's great. The guy fights, you know, Keanu Reeves. He fights for like three hours straight. You know, if I fall down like the bottom five of my steps and roll to the bottom, I'm done for a week easily. You know, this guy rolls around taking bullets to the gut. He doesn't even need to take a five-minute rest. He just keeps hobbling down the street towards guys with swords and guns in their hands. I'm sitting there going, God damn, take a break. You know, in, in these scenes, he's running down the road past like 10 hotels. I'm like, just stop in there. Get a shower. Get something to eat. Take a rest. He just keeps hobbling down the road. Hey, look, that guy has a knife and a gun. I'm going to hobble towards him. I keep yelling, get a room. Definitely see that movie, though. John, all the John Wick movies, best action movies ever. Number one. If you have an action movie you think is better than the John Wick movies, love to hear from you. But yes, you should see it. Two thumbs up. Five out of five stars. John Wick 4. One of the greatest action movies I've ever seen. Out of all four, I would say that's the best one. All right. Uh, Orioles season has officially started. The opener. Fucking Boston. Uh, just a shitty city. You know what I mean? Game time was at 35 degrees. Wind chill makes it 25 degrees. But, you know, it's a great game. Orioles won. I don't care if they win by one. They win by 20. It's a great game. It's a great day when they win. Opening day, you want to win. When the game was 10 to 4, I was like, you know what? You can suck at anxiety, panic attacks, no nervous farts. Not today. Nope. That shit escalated quickly. And I was really upset. My wife comes in the room. Honey, uh, mom's in the hospital again. No, not now, babe. It's a one-run game. Baltista's pitching, and I, I need to see what's going on. I'm sure the hospital won't have the game on. I'll, I'll meet you there in a little bit. <laughs> it's opening day. Don't, don't bother me. 
I don't want to hear about family members in the hospital. I'm kidding. She was not in the hospital, by the way. Uh, Kyle Gibson. All right. Pitched a good game. Defense didn't do him any favors back there. That that outfield, they need to get their shit together. And Santander, I don't ever want to see him in left field again. (laughs) He looked terrible opening day. I don't know. He was running all cockeyed. He looked stiff. He looked like he forgot to pull the butt plug out from the night before. I don't know what was going on. Cedric Mullins looked terrible. I mean, the first hit to him to start the season off winds up being a a triple because he misplays it. I mean, come on, guys. You've played in Fenway before. He wasn't even on the warning track, basically. And he thought the wall was right behind him. And he's leaping. It just was ugly. Thursday and Saturday, the outfield. I mean, look, ironic as it is, McKenna made the best play in the outfield in the past couple days. Just a bad day for the outfield. Now, Kyle Gibson, all right, pitched a good game. Five innings pitched, three strikeouts, six six, only one walk, four earned runs. All right, some say good, some say okay. You know, 15 hits, 10 runs, two home runs, the offense, and they almost lost. They won by one. When you have 10 runs, you should win, and they did. Mateo, Cedric Mullins definitely took advantage so far of the 18-inch bags with two stolen bases each. And after Saturday, so far, the Orioles have nine stolen bases so far this season, tied for the most by a team in its first two games of the season since at least 1901, 1983 Dodgers and 1976 Reds. And if Mateo, come on, Mateo, we're not asking you to bat 285 this season. (laughs) You, You have a very long leash with your bat because of your defense and your speed. Just please don't shit the bed because if you can continue to get on base somehow, Cedric, I mean, it was a double steal on Saturday. Oh, it was just beautiful. That was art right there. Just watching second and first. You knew it was coming. You absolutely knew a double steal was coming, and that's exactly what happened. And then, you know, Mateo almost gets hurt. But, yeah, if Mateo can just find a way to stay in the lineup and not completely shit the bed with his bat, oh, my God, with this 18-inch bags, they're going to put on a show, 50 each, 50 stolen bags each, Mateo and Cedric, easily this season. (laughs) but Adley let's talk a little bit about Adley Rushman holy shit all right opening day I mean (laughs) you know he comes up the bat and of course that's one of uh one of the guys that you know we all on the edge of our seat hey Adley's up everyone you know shut up stop talking damn butch we will you stop talking for just a moment why do I gotta stop talking you can you can watch Adley without hearing what there's a shut up butch so Adley comes up the bat opening day Sun's out. Here we go. This is the season. The Orioles, they're they're playing for the World Series. We've got Adley Rushman. We know he's probably going to have a good season. Here comes the pitch. That son of a bitch hits a home run over the right field wall. And I'm telling you, when it happened, it's just one of those moments where you just stop for a second and you're just smiling. You just start laughing out loud. And I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Oh, it was the first swing of his season. The first swing of Adley Rushman's season. He hits the ball over right field wall. And again, just goosebumps, butterflies. And then boom, there you go. Just texting away, tweeting away, calling away. It's just, it was just a wonderful moment. Five hits that day for Adley. Again, what are we doing here? Still talking after the second day of the season. You haven't offered an extension to Adley. What the fuck? are you guys doing get your shit together over there 
All right, I'm going to throw some stats at you. You probably heard about after the game you read about. I mean, everybody was talking about it. But Adley Rushman became the first player since 1937. Ah, 1937, such a great year, remember? Uh, to go five for five or better with a home run on opening day. Also, Adley, being 25, was the youngest Oriole to homer in his first at bat of an opening day game since, come on, you know this, Cal Ripken Jr. 1984. And Adley Rushman, who we're talking about, he's only the third to go five for five with multiple RBIs in an opener since 1920, another great year. Joining Hall of Famer Babe Ruth, you may have heard of him, and Billy Herman. And also Adley Rushman, since we're on the subject of Adley, might as well keep on going. Hall of Famer Carlton Fisk, they both have something in common. They are the only catchers since 1901 to homer and reach base at least four times in their first opener. Bend me over and call me Barbara. Are you kidding me? This is just after one game with Adley Rushman in 2023, the opening opening day game. And Adley said he woke up. He was nervous as hell. He said he just couldn't kick the nervous bubbles in his tummy. And he puts on a show like that. <laughs> he you know, puts on another show. He just keeps putting on all these uh, uh, great games that after he has these games, you're reading all these stats and records and shit. It's just like, my God, man. I can't wait to hear his Hall of Fame speech. But hey, since we're talking about opening day games, come on, guys. Speaking of the Orioles, let's not forget Sam Horn. How can you forget Sam Horn's opening day? 1990, went five for six, two home runs, seven RBIs. (laughs) Well, why isn't he playing for the Orioles right now? Well, he's 70 years old. Okay, we'll put him in left field. (laughs) Then he can play. What is he? Yeah, he's 59 years old, drafted in 1982. Cheers to old Sam Horn. Why not? Here's to you, Sam Horn. And uh, again, just we're going to keep going. Speaking of Adley, after Saturday, he's the first player in Orioles history to reach base safely in his first seven plate appearances to start the season. And it stings because extensions are happening all around baseball right now. I mean, look, the San Diego Padres, in a media market, they're just ranked one spot above the Orioles. They now have seven players on guaranteed contracts that will take them through 2027, and then Adley comes out in opening day, has a good day on Saturday, and there they are. Just sitting on their asses. Come on, for fuck's sake. I don't know if it's Elias, John Angelos. John Angelos is a big bitch turd. He can go fuck himself. I do not like that man. Of course, I don't know the guy personally. And and if we went down to Florida with the family for a week, hung out, my family, his family, we might become best friends by the end of the week. But right now, the way that I'm judging him from what I'm seeing with being the owner of the Baltimore Orioles, go fuck yourself. Not a big fan of John Angelos at all. Anyway, enough talking about that, turd. I want to get some emails. Again, fullcountks at gmail.com. Uh, I will talk about Saturday's game. I want to forget about Saturday's game. I didn't even want to talk about it, but, hey, it's part of the Orioles' uh, first two games of the season. Why not? There are some things that happen Saturday where you go, hey, things might be all right. This team's going to be fun to watch. So we'll talk about that. But, again, I uh, wanted to get your predictions Last week, we were talking about that. Also wanted to hear some experiences opening day that you remember or that you hope to forget. <laughs> Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Start out with this email. This gentleman's uh, name is Wilson. What are you, a tennis racket? <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, he says, hey, Nate, great podcast. Now, anytime I read an email, I could easily skip over that and just get straight to the email. But no way. You start off an email like that saying great podcast. I'm going to say it. So let, let me say it again for you guys in the back. Hey, Nate, great podcast. He says, my prediction this season for the Orioles is that the Orioles don't get higher than 73 wins. They lose the division, and this winds up being Brandon Hyde's last year. I just feel there's way, way, way too much hype around these guys right now. The pitching and bullpen are going to be below average, and the hitting is going to be very streaky. The only upside to this season is we'll get to watch Adley have a killer season, and Cedric and Mateo will have a million stolen bases completely overrated team especially seeing mike elias do nothing with the pitching all right so wilson uh is looking at it half empty ha- looking at the glass half empty <laughs> he's you know being a pessimist right now and you know i get it look they used to call me negative nate it's taken me years to figure out how to try to see things a little brighter but it was always like hey look if i say uh, the team's going to shit the bed and they shit the bed i can say i told you so and it won't sting as bad if i say they're going to shit the bed and they do well it feels 20 times better so there was always a str- a strategy there of why i would be very negative when it came to sports <laughs> but wilson just straight up says nah this team's going to shit the bed come last place in the division and have about 73 wins look pertaining to the pitching i get it You know, I wanted Elias to spend the money on a big number one arm, even if there's questions about, hey, what's John Means and D.O. Hall and and Grayson? What are they going to do? It's it's not going to hurt. Spend the goddamn money. Get a number one in there. And also, it could be John Angelos being a bitch, not wanting to spend his money. Like, hey, this is what I'll give you. And then Mike Elias said, all right, I can pick up a guy like Cole Irvin. He's good. Cole Irvin's good. I think he's going to help the team out. I got to watch him pitch uh, when I was down in Florida. Spring training. He looked good. Did a good job. So I think it'll be okay, but yeah, I I would have loved to have seen Elias spend the money and uh, grab one of those free agents, big arms to come on the Orioles, because what could it hurt? Uh, Well, it could hurt if he shits the bed and the Orioles spend big money, because yeah, then Angelos would be like, oh, never again. (laughs) But I agree with you, Wilson. I think uh, pertaining to uh, Adley Rushman, I agree with that. That's going to be great. I agree with Cedric and Mateo. I think they're going to steal a million bases. Um, I don't agree when you say you feel there's way, way, way too much hype around these guys. I don't think the hype outside of Birdland or sports media or even on the local sports shows, I don't think the hype is saying that these guys are going to win the division and, and win 100 games and and win it all. Of course, there's going to be people drinking the orange Kool-Aid even when they are going through the rebuild years. I know some people, they're going to win it. I feel it. They're going to win the division. I don't think the hype is saying that they're going to win it all. So, Saying that there's way, way, way too much hype around these guys right now, I just think a lot of us are excited that we're not in rebuild mode anymore. I don't see too many people out there thinking the Orioles are going to be division winners and and win it all. I have the Orioles winning between 86 and 88. Um, Even with the bats, you know, I'm surprised Elias didn't even add a bat in the offense. I know the Orioles, obviously, uh, with the Orioles picking up Adam Frazier, you know, that's going to be an extra 30, 40 home runs right there. That guy can, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, (laughs) pertaining to the offense. Look, Ryan Mountcastle, he already looks in the groove. Austin Hayes hitting home runs. I mean, it's 30 degree weather in Boston and they're already crushing the ball over the, uh, over the wall. It's good signs, man. 
I think Ryan Mountcastle is going to have a hell of a year. I feel like I say that all the time, but I have him uh, hitting like 40 home runs. But with Wilson talking about way, way, way too much hype, I don't think there's much hype on these guys. I just think we're glad we don't have to sit through the fucking rebuild years anymore. Anyway, I appreciate the Oh, uh, Brandon Hyde. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm sure we all know this is it for Brandon Hyde. I mean, even if the Orioles make the playoffs, win a couple games, that's it. I mean, I don't even think he has a house here in Baltimore anymore. I think he's in a motel just paying a weekly fee, <laughs> knowing that once the season's done, he's done. He's out of here. So, yeah, I don't think that's a hot take saying, yeah, I think this is it for Brandon Hyde. Yeah, Brandon Hyde knows this is it for Brandon Hyde. I, I'd like it. I, I like that Elias gave him the 2023 season. Said, "Here, man, do your thing. Let's see what you got." And uh, yeah, so after this year, I think regardless, that'll be it for Brandon High. But thank you very much, Wilson, for the email. Appreciate it. All right, moving on. Got an email from our friend Ryan. He says, "Great pod yesterday." See what I did there? I could have easily skipped that, but he complimented me. So he says, "Great pod yesterday." He goes, first, the people who have the Red Sox in front of the Orioles for projections are casual chowderhead Boston fans. That team sucks. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He says, I personally think the Orioles will finish in third in the East and get a wild card spot with the Stankies. I hate the Blue Jays, but think they will win the East. 106 games, though, not a shot in hell. He says, my wife let me do the Christmas cards this year and had the writing Gone away is the blue bird. Here to stay is the new bird with X's over the Blue Jays logo with a picture of myself, my wife, 11-year-old brainwashed Orioles fan, and now six-month-old whose middle name is Adley, A-D-L-E-E, had to spell it different thanks to my wife, who doesn't know what she's in for yet. <laughs> he says, I'll keep this short, though. Mountcastle is going to have a great season. Dude got so unlucky last season with the wall and shift says possible American league batting title this year. Adley for MVP gunner rookie of the year, Bradish Cy young. I can go on forever. He goes, it's baseball season. Go. O's. that's from Ryan. Appreciate the email. Hell yeah. I agree. Adley for MVP gunner rookie of the year. Why not? Bradish Cy young. That'd be awesome. Uh, Mountcastle. He's going to have a great season. And you're right, with the wall and the shift, he got unlucky. But with no shift and him saying, all right, you move the wall back, I'm going to go bench press about 450 and curl about 280. <laughs> so <laughs> he's in the gym pumping, and I agree. I, I think uh, that's exactly right. I would love it to see all that just going down the list. Adley MVP, Gunner Rookie of the Year, Bradish Cy Young. Just keep going on and on and on. That's what I'm saying. This is going to be a fun season. And they are going to be competitive. But Wilson, this is what I'm talking about. Ryan, who's obviously a big Orioles fan, he feels, look, the Orioles are going to finish third in the East. Hopefully get a wild card spot. He's not overhyping being like, they're going to win 100 games in first place in the division. So I just don't think too many people are hyping them up. But they have a good idea that this is a good team. And they absolutely could make the playoffs. And I <laughs> think that's great. Uh, Ryan, him talking about the... Uh, the Christmas card, and he puts X's over the Blue Jays logo. That's exactly how my family is. Look, pertaining to football, my family, my wife and her side of the family, they love the Orioles, diehard Oriole fans, but they're also diehard Raven fans. And when I mean diehard, I'm talking diehard. They won't ever use uh, wear the color yellow and black together, ever. 
they barely will ever wear the color yellow because it has to do with the Steelers. <laughs> so I know what you're talking about there with putting X's over the Blue Jays logo. Fuck yeah, it's an Orioles fan right there. And I completely agree. Also, casual chowderheads. <laughs> Appreciate the email, Ryan. Just a diehard fan. And uh, he feels the Blue Jays are going to win the division as well. I feel a lot of people, uh, I, a lot of people I hear feel that way. So he's got the uh, Orioles wild card spot. That's where I have him as well. Uh, he didn't say how many uh, wins he thinks the Orioles will have, but most of the people that I hear that feel the Orioles are going to make the playoffs, it's between like 85, 88 wins is basically what I think they'll have to do in order to get the wild card spot. You know, 90, 90 and above, shit. You know, that'd be, of course, fantastic. That'd be great. Of course, no shit. Hot take. That'd be fantastic. So again, thanks for the email, Ryan. Appreciate it. Uh, in a few weeks, since I'm on the subject of emails right here, and I got another one, a gentleman who wrote in, wanted to share a, a opening day experience. I am going to announce, well, not announce, uh, I'm just going to explain what I'm giving away here. Again, I think it's a coin flip, tickets or gift card. I'll have to see. It all depends on my connection and with the network and so forth and what I get and blah, 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 blah. So I'll explain that in the next couple of weeks. And the only way I'm going to do it is just, again, write in, hey, I'd like to be a part of it. Put your name in the hat, and that's it. I don't think, actually, don't quote me on that. Maybe I'll think outside the box. Maybe I'll make it a little more interesting. Have your write in. <laughs> Explain. Just beg of why you need it. Although that happened last year. I was getting a lot of emails of, you know, my grandmother's sick. My son's not feeling well. <laughs> I just got out of a bad breakup. And that the uh, gift card would really help. <laughs> unfortunately none of them won the only the, the person that won just did exactly what i asked just say hey i want to be in the uh put my name in the hat that's all i do all right a gentleman by the name of theo wanted to write into the show i wanted to pile on to the hard stories of opening day uh theo from carroll county he starts off with what's up man i just found out about your podcast a few months ago by someone texting me your link to check it out and the first episode I tuned into, you were asking for people to send in any opening day memories we'd like to share. The couple of emails you read were all horror stories. So I figured, why not? I'll participate and add on to the horror stories of opening day. See, this is what I'm talking about. You know, I'm thinking people are going to tell me the, the score and how the Orioles win. No, it's all horror, horror stories. So Theo decided to add on. He continues, uh, me and three other good buddies of mine decided to grab tickets for opening day. We also agreed to take off of work that day and the next day knowing we were going to get destroyed with Bud Light and Jägermeister. Holy shit. But that's the way to do it, Theo. If, if you guys know you're going to get shit-faced, might as well call out from work the next day as well. He goes, well, that's exactly what we did. We started drinking at around 8.30 a.m. and didn't stop until 4. I was so fucking gone. I wasn't driving that day, so I definitely took advantage of having a designated driver and didn't look back. I don't remember much about that day or the game. Now, here's the hard part. Walking back to the car that night, I lost my I noticed I lost my wallet, cell phone, house keys, and somehow my wedding ring. I have no idea why my red wedding ring was not on my finger. I can promise you, I had no intentions meeting some random girl pretending I wasn't married. Hey Theo, you and I are not married. You don't have to try to convince me. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you've been in the doghouse long enough. Anyway, he says Trying to explain that to my wife was a moment I never want to be in ever again. 
He says, I do remember at the end of the game, I was walking all over the stadium, talking to all the ushers, talking to people in the lost and found apartment, but nothing was found. Also, the rough part about all of this, my wife isn't fond of the two of, two of the friends I went with. She always says she doesn't trust them. And then here I am losing all of my personal belongings, including my wedding ring. We had to change the locks that week because we were afraid someone had my license address and house key. My wife, till this day, is suspicious on how I lost my wedding ring. Till this day, I have no clue either. Uh, my friends have no idea how I lost all my shit, including my wedding ring. The next Orioles game I went to, I didn't drink a drop of alcohol. Well, Theo, I got to tell you, I'm surprised your wife even allowed you to go to an Orioles game. That's brutal. I mean, you just got straight robbed. <laughs> you were apparently sitting next to David Blaine and Camden Yards. He's like, I'm going to take your wallet and your ring and your keys. Holy shit, man. You want to talk about shit in the bed. And, and again, here it is. Theo right now, he's not even talking about the score, the game, who they played, the experience, the, the, the crowd getting into the game. He just remembers I got fucked up, lost all my shit. <laughs> yeah. Jägermeister, what are you doing? And again, I don't know how old Theo is. I don't know how long ago this was. Is he 50 now? And that's when he was 20. You know, whatever the case was. You drink Jägermeister, it's going to be a bad night. I don't know anyone who's ever started a story with Jägermeister, and then it ended up, the story just ended with, and we had a great time. No, it always winds up being a shit show. Good Lord, man. Yeah, I'm sure that was great. Hey, honey, I lost everything, including my wedding ring. Yeah, I I don't know. Unless you lost 100 pounds and you're losing weight and your wedding ring's falling off your finger, I I don't know how that could have happened either, man. If my wife came home and told me that, I'd be like, what the fuck were you doing? Uh, I like how Theo explains in his email. No, man, I swear I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> trying to get any girls. You don't have to explain it to us. Yeah, I guess uh, Theo tuned in. That's what I'm talking about. All these uh, opening day experiences are just horror stories. Camden Yard experiences. Not even about who won the game or what happened. Just I lost my shit. And, but I've had to do that before. I did have to uh, change my locks. I forgot the reason why, but it was kind of one of those situations Minus my wedding ring. I still have that. Although I did lose my wedding ring. I did, actually. I'm sitting here shitting on Theo. I forgot. It was like three months after getting married, although I didn't go out and party and lose it. We were like at a friend's house at the pool on the deck or something. But anyway, so, you know, I can't make fun of Theo too much because I've done that. But the way that he lost it, I don't know. That That's funnier. So appreciate the email, Theo. Yeah, I'd love to hear from you folks out there. Any experiences like Theo being at the stadium? Of a horror story. Love to hear from you. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Uh, before I wrap it up, did want to just mention my concerns. I do have some concerns pertaining to Grace. And look, spring training, you know, my opinion on him getting sent down, yeah, I was pissed. I mean, Grayson Rodriguez, he's supposed to be our big guy, our big pitcher, our big arm. I mean, he's supposed to be the guy to help us get to the promised land. And then they send him down. But you have 11 runs and 10 innings in spring training and you're hitting people walking batters and you can't get through a lineup more than once. You're not going to make the team, especially with an injury. I'm concerned. He's had that injury and now he's back and he doesn't look like himself. And then they bring him back down to AAA. He went four innings. He allowed three runs, two earned, four hits, four walks and a home run. So, yes, this is concerning about Grayson Rodriguez, and this is why you buy a big arm. So, pertaining to the Grayson Rodriguez, my opinion, it sucks. Uh, my 
you know, reading about why they sent him down and seeing his stats in spring training. And said, yeah, of course, I, I get it. I was hoping that Elias would let him work it out in the majors. I mean, he's got nothing to prove in AAA. Now it's all in his head. He's probably got 10 times the pressure. And yeah, he probably goes out in AAA. He's pissed. He's pressured. He feels like he can't even make a small mistake. And uh, he shits the bed a little bit in AAA. Bring him up. Let him figure it out for fuck's sake. And to wrap this up, look, I saved it to the last minute. Don't even know if, uh, you know, half you guys tune into the last minute of each podcast. Anyway, talking about Saturday's game, just gut wrenching. I don't even want to, I just don't even, I want to pretend that that didn't even happen. Uh, Kramer, look, three innings pitched, five earned runs. They, the, the, the Orioles have used 12 pitchers in two games. That's not good. Perez comes in, gives up three hits, one run. Voth gives up a run. Bautista gives up two runs, thanks to McKenna. I mean, just a brutal, brutal game. Of course, Mateo, Cedric Mullins, they're stealing bases. Mountcastle hits a home run. Hayes hits a home run. You know, whatever. You know, it's just, although the Orioles were one for, it, here's what's ironic. They were one for 10 runners in scoring position, but they scored nine, uh, eight runs. You score eight runs, you should win a game. You're winning seven to one and you lose. So, Let's just pretend that Saturday game didn't happen. Hopefully, by the time you're tuning into this podcast, the Orioles have won like four or five in a row already. Uh, they play Sunday. You know, the good thing about baseball, when they have a gut-wrenching game, they play 12 hours later. So, you know, long season. But these first two games, <laughs> holy shit. I've already lost some years on my life watching this. Again, thanks for tuning in. As always, love to hear from you. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Till next time. See ya!